The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of Sunday Bet Prep, the NFL preview show on the eve of uh, the fourth Sunday of the NFL season. Matt Humans, Scott Spritzer here from the VSIN studio inside the Circus Sportsbook. Scott, where else would you rather be on a Saturday night than watching college football on eight screens and talking NFL? That's what I was gonna say. We get to talk NFL on top of it. We got a we got a divisional race going on in baseball. We got all these screens in front of us. We got about thirty screens behind us with four thousand of our closest fans or thereabouts or closest friends. I mean to say, if we only had Will Hill on the show and we only had a couple of cold ones, it'd be perfect. You know. You know, Will Hill is on the show tonight, <laughs> oh, well, Scott. So it gets even better. We have him now. We have him via Skype. So you can see his face on the East Coast. Uh, Will Hill, VSN analyst, joins us now at not the Will Hill on Twitter. All right, how are you feeling about the Yankees? You confident going into the postseason? That's not a real question. This is a football show. But are you con- <laughs> are you confident? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys are Seinfeld fans. There's an episode where George, <laughs> I think he gets new glasses, and he mistakes an apple for an onion. He takes a bite, and then a minute later, he spots a dime across the floor, and Jerry says to him, you know, you're eating onions, you're spotting dimes. I don't know what the hell's going on. That's the Yankees. You could tell me they get swept in the first round. You could tell me they go to the World Series. If anybody has any clue what this Yankee team is going to do once they get to the playoffs, they are so bipolar, so schizophrenic. Nobody has any idea what they're going to do. Uh, it's a new season here starting in a week or so. So your guess is as good as mine. I will <laughs> say here on the East Coast, there's a little bit of a race right now to uh, to get those Mets first-round wildcard tickets because the Braves are beating them. It's Morton Ooh. versus Bassett tomorrow. If the Braves win tomorrow, they all but lock up a division. The Mets have really led since the mm-hmm. get-go. Yep. 
The Braves are about to not only pass them if they win tomorrow, but clinch the tiebreaker. So basically tomorrow night is a division uh, division title game, which will be a lot of fun. All right. That's Will Hill's podcast on baseball right there. I know he's been like dying it. to talk baseball, uh, so we'll let him do it for a couple minutes. All right, back to football. Talking about schizophrenic teams, uh, how do you feel about the Packers hosting the Patriots? Because I think these are two kind of difficult teams to figure out. The Packers do not have a big play offense right now. The Patriots, who knows what you're going to get from week to week. And especially, what are you going to get with Brian Hoyer at quarterback? He's lost 11 consecutive starts, but he's the man for the Patriots on Sunday afternoon in Green Bay. How do you handicap Patriots-Packers? Well, I know what you're going to get, and it's not a lot of offense from the Patriots. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of the things you preface the question with, I think, leads you to the answer. That's the under. The Patriots, the only way for them to win this game, run the ball, run the clock, slow it way down, You know, hope to play well in the red zone, just make this uh, a shorter game. And I think Green Bay's okay with that. Green Bay doesn't have an explosive offense. We saw them a couple weeks ago against Chicago, a team with a weaker offense where Green Bay got a lead, and they were happy to just, you know what, hand it off every single play of the second half, run the clock. Green Bay likes to play at a slow pace. Rodgers likes to use the play clock. So both teams will be happy to run the ball, run the clock. To me, this is like a 24-10, 20-13, ugly, low-scoring type of game. I don't see how the Patriots get the 17 or 20 points. They just have no explosiveness. Uh, I don't know the last time the Patriots picked in the top 10 of the draft, but it seems like it's heading that way. There's just not a lot of weapons on this team, but I like the under in this game. I think Matt and I will both take your 20 to 13 final. Uh, we both have nine and a half in this one or 10. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'll say one thing about new England. They can run the football. Uh, they're actually out gaining their opponents yards yeah. per play on the season, but that turnover issue, man. So maybe Brian Hoyer, you know, they'll, they'll run a, a very conservative game plan, which will help you under and also help new England, uh, at least at least slow down the turnovers in, in bad situations like they've had thus far. I got to ask you about your, your the, the Eagles and Jags. All right, I'm looking at your play here, so I know what you got, but I'll let you tell everybody. Obviously, you weren't listening to Matt and I in, in week one, our preview show, uh, a week before things began in the NFL, because we talked about how great the Eagles are, and obviously you weren't listening, because I think you're going with the underdog here, and, and I was going to ask you, you know, if you put into – kind of context the way the Jaguars have won games and who they played and when they've beaten them. Does that bother you at all going into this game against Philly? No. What bothers me is that, you know, reading a a lot of people, listening to a lot of people, everybody seems to be on the Jaguars. I hate to be with everybody like that, but look, I picked the Jaguars to win the division on the air before the season. I think seven, eight to one, I think seven to one doubled down a week ago, doubled down, doubled down again this week. Uh, I think they're good. They got a quarterback. It looks like they got a pass rush. They got some weapons. They got a coach who's won a Super Bowl, won playoff games in other years. You know, he made the playoffs three straight years. And then this team, he had one bad year and the Eagles fired him. So maybe uh, he's got a little ax to grind tomorrow. He, he's got some familiarity with this Eagles roster. I think this Eagles, th- this Jags team is really good. They're the only team in the NFL, top five DVOA offense, top five DVOA defense. Um, I don't like to go against this Eagle team. This Eagle team is a freight train right now, but I think you're selling high on them. Uh, I will take the Jaguars plus the points. This is, uh, you guys remember 2017, this was almost the Super Bowl, the year the Eagles won it because the Jags were up 10 with the ball in Foxborough in the fourth quarter, couldn't ice the game away, but this was mm-hmm. almost the Super Bowl a few years ago. So uh, this should be a fun game tomorrow. I do like the Jags in the spot. Well, I remember that game well. I had the Patriots bet on the money line. I was sweating bullets. <laughs> I said, they're, they're actually going to lose this game on their home field to the Jaguars. But no, they didn't. They found a way to win it. Uh, but this Jaguars team, I think, is legit. And I, I was on them last week against the Chargers. I did not expect 38-10. to 10. I don't know if that's more of a uh, statement that uh, the Jaguars have arrived, or is it 
Also an indictment of the Chargers and the fact this team's beat up by injuries and the Chargers are heading the wrong direction. Will, coming out of that Jaguars-Chargers game, uh, how did you feel about both teams? And uh, do you agree with uh, what I said there? Because I think the Chargers got some problems. Major issues, and I watched every play of that because I had the Jaguars, and I doubled down Jaguars' second half money line, which is almost like two plus two eighty. Uh-huh. And you can sometimes you can look at a score and say it's a phony final. It got you know it's misleading. That score was every bit of thirty-eight to ten. It could yeah. have even been worse because the Jags kicked some short field goals early in the game. If you remember, the Jags just kicked the tar out of the Chargers. And <laughs> to to pivot to the Chargers here, I'd be very concerned. Uh, baseball, basketball, you play 82 games, you play 162 games. If you start slow or if you have injuries, you have time to get your guys back, get your season back on track. In football, it's a sprint. Sometimes your season gets off track. You don't have time to get it back on track. And with all these injuries for the Chargers, I mean, you just name a good player for the Chargers here and he's hurt, whether it's Keenan Allen, the offensive lineman, Bosa, Herbert, who I have no idea why he was in that game down 38 to 10 late. Made no sense to me. Uh, Staley, you can't really get a grip on. One week he's aggressive. One week, he's kicking short field goals. I'd be very concerned about the Chargers here. Yeah, I wrote about that on vcin.com, my NFL wrap-up column on Monday morning. Uh, why was Justin Herbert leading that meaningless drive in the final minutes mm-hmm. down 38-10? to 10? He's on the field with a less than a minute to go, Scott, and they're down 28 points. That's your franchise quarterback who's coming off an injury. I didn't think he should have started anyway when we heard about what he did. We were talking last Saturday night, Will. I'm not sure if it was when you were on with us, but we were talking about in that situation with Herbert being banged up the way he is, Chase Daniel might not be a bad idea to go to and might actually have a better game than Herbert with all the bang, you know, the injuries and the banged up players, the offensive line, that kind of stuff. And of course, uh, Staley throws him out there and he's in the game at the end, like Matt just said, when he should have been out of the game and sitting on the bench and trying to recoup a little bit. But uh, the one thing I was going to ask you is, you know, you can run the ball on Houston. And if the Chargers get decent coaching, and that's a 50-50 proposition every week, you really got to look, even though your offensive line's a little bit banged up, to establish the tone of this game by running the football. You got a couple of good running backs who aren't getting a chance to run. If you can do that, you might be able to keep some heat off of the uh, off of the passing game and off of Herbert here. Yeah, but I think if you're Houston, you know the run is coming. Maybe you're so bad against the run, it doesn't help you, but you got to look at them last week and look at the Chargers game film getting ready for this game and say, you know what? Their quarterback's not healthy. They're going to run right. it. They're going to run it early and often. Uh, let's be ready for the run and let's dare them to beat them with the pass, which is crazy to say. I like the Texans in this game for all the reasons uh, we discussed. You have a, a team that's on the road, laying points, this beat up, and now you got to lay five, five and a half. I could only look to Houston in this spot. All right, Will Hill, so far he's on uh, Patriots Packers under 40, the Jaguars plus six and a half, and the Texans, I assume you got six on that. Is that what you got with uh, Houston? I think I got a five and a half. Okay, so I gave you a chance to lie, and you didn't even take it. <laughs> no, Talk about I'm not going to be man. one of those people. Will we have Hill's so many, of, he's too not. many of those people. Oh, I got the, you know, it, it was plus eight, it's plus six now, but I got a plus eight. I, right. You know what, sometimes you get the best <laughs> number, hopefully more times than not you do, but you, you can't always get the best number. <laughs> All right, he got plus five and a half, an honest man. How about the Steelers? I assume you laid three here, and uh, this Steelers team, I think, should be in a get-right spot against Zach Wilson. I, I think the Jets are a bet against with Zach Wilson's return. First action since the uh, first preseason game, Will. What do you think? Are you on Pittsburgh? I am. Uh, laying points with Mitch Trubisky is never a sentence mm-hmm. you want to utter in life, but I'm going <laughs> to do it. I just think for all the reasons you mentioned, Wilson, without any practice reps, without any time to get back on track. Now he goes into a tough spot. It's a hostile crowd. Pittsburgh off two straight losses. Uh, Tom went off a loss. Tom went you know, with extra time to prepare. And now you limp in with a quarterback who hasn't had any reps with the first team. This is a brutal spot for the Jets. 
Uh, I like Pittsburgh. I think they win the game. Uh, if they don't win the game, you can probably count their season out at this point if they go to one and three. So I like Pittsburgh here. You can make a, a, a you know a case here, and I'm curious what you guys think. Jets are the worst team in the league. There's really not a clear-cut worst team in the league. I think it's between the Jets, Seahawks, Bears, Texans. I'm curious, you know, your power ratings, what you guys have as the worst team in the league. There's not that clear-cut worst team in the league. Sort of a, a parody-ridden league this year more than ever. I'm probably going to go with the Seahawks right now. Yeah. I was okay. going to say, my, my worst team is the Seahawks. It's all real close, as you said, mm-hmm. Will. Seahawks I've got as the worst. I've got the Bears, believe it or not, at 2-1, and one, but I've got them just ahead of the Seahawks. What about the Commodores? I've got the Texans a little bit. Yeah, the Commodores. We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> the Commanders. You know, I don't think the Commanders are as bad as they're getting ripped right now. We'll right. find out tomorrow because right. that's such a big game as a divisional dog. But uh, I've got the Texans a little bit higher, you know, like 25th in the league, right around there, maybe four or five spots higher than most people. But uh, but boy, Seattle and Chicago, I just ca- – talk about a couple of fade. Chicago's going to be a serious fade coming up the rest of the season. Yeah, the one thing about the Bears is that they can run the ball. Yeah. Will Herbert, David Montgomery, they can run He's the ball. He's banged up this week. Montgomery. Yeah, right, right. Montgomery was banged up last week too, but Herbert yeah. uh, was kind of a one-man show. The Bears have the worst passing offense in the league, that's for sure. They're afraid to let Justin Fields throw the ball. All right, uh, Will Hill. If you walk into a Vegas sportsbook and somebody sees you and say, hey, that's the guy on v they're going to ask you, what's your best bet tomorrow? Mm. So I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite play in the NFL tomorrow in the last uh, 20 seconds? I guess I'll go with the under Patriots Packers. Okay. I just don't see how we get a lot of offense there. I'll go with under Patriots Packers. All right, great job again this week, man. Always great to have you on. Will Hill, and follow him on Twitter at not the Will Hill. Quick break, we right, come back. So. We'll talk about the Circus Survivor Contest in a couple minutes. v the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday... 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get in on football action this season with a Hulu Plus live TV football extravaganza. Compete free for a share of $55,000 in two ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools and make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play for free Hulu and live TV like cable. Only better terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Again, DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL. Scott Spritzer and uh, Matt Eumann's back here at the v studio inside the Circus Sportsbook NFL preview week four. And uh, we're going to look at the Circus Survivor Contest. This is Derek Stevens' baby. He loves this contest. Over 6,000 entries, Scott, when it started. Going into this week, down to 1,550. We've had carnage wow. <laughs> in the Survivor Contest. And uh, this week, what would your play be? Now, you can't use a team twice. Right. So each week on this show, you and I talk about which play would we use in Survivor. So the first week, I used the Ravens. They beat the Jets. Uh, week two, I used the Packers. They beat the Bears. Last week, I used the Bengals. They beat the Jets. What will I use this week? Scott, hmm. uh, how about you? If you're in the Survivor contest, what are you looking at this week? Derek Stevens correctly predicted on last night's uh, show with me that the he said the Packers would be the top play in Survivor this week, and he didn't think it would be close. Well, it's not close. There are the results on the screen, the selection counts in the Survivor contest. Packers, 689 entries. <laughs> the Steelers at number two with 177. Eagles, number three, 169. Chargers, number four, 163. Man, that's risky. <laughs> Lions, 91. <laughs> Bengals, 75, already in the house, yeah. in the clubhouse, with a win with the Bengals, with 75, and the Colts at 49, Raiders 39, 
I'm going to make a surprise pick here. We'll get to it later. But what do you see on the board, Scott? Wow. You know, I'm, I know the Chargers are risky, but that's one of them I would think about. Uh, I know Will Hill just made great reasons for why you should play against the Chargers this week. I think this is the Chargers uh, week this week to get healthy. Maybe not against the spread, even though I did bet that, but to win outright. They're laying like, what, five, five and a half in that game. Looking at what you've used, the Ravens, the Packers, the Bengals so far through three weeks, knowing that you can't use the same team twice, and, and really I don't look ahead and see what every team has coming down the pike uh, because obviously I'm not in a survivor contest. I've never done it. I don't want to have to, I don't want to, have to work that hard on top of trying to beat the spread, Matt. So having mm-hmm. said all of that, uh, Eagles, and I really think the Jags' schedule has been helpful. I know the Eagles are popular. What do we see, like third or fourth there? on that list as far as the play this week in the Survivor, but they got Indy uh, with a quarterback in Matt Ryan and an offense that was not only not on the same page. I mean, my gosh, Matt, they weren't in the same library. It was crazy in that game. And and then last week they caught the Chargers, who were a mess, discombobulated, didn't know if Herbert was going to start or Chase Daniel was going to start, banged up on the offensive line, just a great spot uh, to go against the Chargers last week. So the Eagles have been the best team in football thus far. You can make that argument. Obviously, they're undefeated. Uh, They've averaged almost three more yards than they allowed last week per play. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tough traveling for Jacksonville, too. That's one thing we haven't talked about is Jacksonville's been bouncing all over the place, and now they got to travel to Philly for this one. So not only is Philly crushing it on offense, but they're the number one team on defense in passing yards per play allowed. I just think this, maybe they don't cover the six, six and a half, whatever, but I I just think Philly comes away uh, with the win here. And I did not use them in the contest. But I think they're the team that wins this game outright. And again, it's it's just in a bad spot, I feel, for the Jacksonville Jaguars to be able to pull the outright upset. So I'd have to go with the Eagles. Yeah, I like to I like to think of NFL games in terms of the point spread and not think about straight up winners sure. so much because that's what we're trying to do is beat the number. In the in the Survivor, you're just trying to win the game straight up. Uh, yeah, I think the Philadelphia Eagles probably a solid play in the Survivor, but there might want to be. There might be some spots where you want to use the Eagles down the road too, and you got to think a little bit in strategical terms sure. about holding a couple teams back for later in the season. Now, the first few weeks, I'm just trying to survive in this contest. Absolutely, and uh, that's why I'm I'm not thinking so much about holding teams back in the first few weeks. But this week, I got a surprise pick for you, Scott, because I don't think I'd want to use this team again this season. I'm going with the Raiders. Okay, and it's risky. Yeah, it's risky, but. Is there going to be a spot again this season where you're going to no. want to use the Raiders? And you're going to have to use 20 of the 32 teams if you're going to win Survivor. Sure. Uh, is there going to be another spot where you can play the Raiders? This has got to be the spot. You're the only 0-3 team in the league. You're home. You're facing a Broncos team that just had nine three-and-outs on Sunday night against the 49ers. Think about that for yeah. a second. Nine three-and-outs. That's how bad the Denver offense is right now. 30th in the league in scoring, 14.3 points per game. Russell Wilson, using that excuse, still trying to learn a new system, you know, new guys here, all that. Everything considered, uh, yeah, there is one negative. Hunter Renfro is not going to be on the field for the Raiders. He's, uh, he's out. Slot receiver is going to miss his second straight game with a concussion. But injuries are part of the game, and every team's going to miss a couple of key guys here and there. You can find ways to compensate for a wide receiver's absence. I think the situation over, overrides everything for me, Scott, when I handicap this game. Uh, Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr, this Raiders team is too talented to be 0-4, really, and the three games they've lost have all been down to the wire. It's not like it's a bad team, but they're getting criticized from all angles, catching all kinds of crap from everybody. 
Don't you think this is the team that's going to come out and play with a greater sense of urgency? Well, they have to. I mean, my gosh, you know, you've already lost it during this run of 0-3. You've lost a divisional game, you know, yeah. and so it's a situation where it's now or never. I mean, if you look at the, the schedule, the way it plays out, they got a chance to win a couple of games here. My biggest concern, well, two things. First of all, the rush defense. You know, are they going to be able to short things up a little bit so they can slow teams down, or Denver in this instance, mm-hmm. against the run? Denver's not going to bring – an offense that's too hard to get ready for, obviously, with the way they've played. And again, you know, is it an excuse? Is it a situation where part of what Russell Wilson is saying about this Hackett offense is, you know, is honest and true, that it's something that he's never really been involved in before, and it's going to take time to get things on the same page. So they've got to be able to stop the run if you're the Raiders. They've got to put urgency into this game because it is now or never. Uh, You lose that one divisional game to start the season. And then the other thing is, man, can Derek Carr be on target in key moments with his passes a little bit more often? It just drives me. It almost looks like he's like so eager to make the play. And and he's got this like in play urgency that over overtakes his thinking on on making a smart play. And he misses passes or he makes a play that, you know, puts them behind the chains for third down and things of that nature. So boy, they've just got to play better. And and then McDaniel, I mean, how 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 much of this do you put on the new coaches' shoulders that they can't get this thing going in the right direction? They all loved their coach last year, their temporary coach, and they were winning close games. Rich Passaccia. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I know there was a lot of players who probably weren't thrilled with the fact that he was no longer or not brought back as the permanent head coach. Uh, but at the same time, it's like how much of this do you put on the new coaching staff and what they're trying mm-hmm. to do uh, to try to get on the you know in the win column. I mean, I've just seen a few mistakes here and there. Nothing crazy. It's not Staley and the Chargers. Uh, but again, I'm I'm not so crazy about what Josh McDaniels has, has done thus far. Well, he, nobody can be crazy about what he's done uh, because they're zero and three. Well, sometimes it's you know what I mean though. Sometimes it's it's player execution. Sure. And in this case, I think it's fifty fifty. Trying to figure out just. Watching something crazy just happened, I think, in a college game. Sorry, oh, I okay. got distracted. Oh, a college game you happen to have. Yeah, I see what's going on there. <laughs> not sure what, <laughs> sure what just happened right there, but that's not good, I think. Yeah. Uh, so you also don't want to overreact to the situation if you're a handicapper because you look at the Raiders, yeah, they're 0-3, uh, but all three losses have been essentially down to the wire. Sure. And one's in overtime, and they blew a 20-0 lead, so it's not like the Raiders are a bad team. You don't want to overreact if you're a, a brain surgeon. You don't want a brain surgeon to overreact. You don't want an air traffic controller to overreact, right? You don't want to sure. overreact if you're a football handicapper. And I think that uh, right now I'm going to say the Raiders are not nearly as bad as they've looked, and uh, that's why I expect them to bounce back in a big way tomorrow. That could be dead wrong. And Russell Wilson rolls in here, and the Broncos light <laughs> it up. But, hey, you'll have to tip your cap. If that happens, because we have seen no indication right. that the Broncos have that in them right now. And I think Russell Wilson's making excuses for the fact that he stinks. And he's saying, hey, you know, we're trying to learn a new offense, and he's trying to buy time. And the fact is, he's just not very good right now. Yeah. And he wasn't very good last year, Scott. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I do agree it's the Raiders are nothing in this game. Uh-huh. You know, I, I thought I was going to have a, a decent-sized play on the Raiders this week. I really thought with the situation they're in, the sense of urgency that they'd at least be a contest play for me, maybe a fourth or fifth in the rotation of the contest plays, not necessarily a big single game bet. Uh, but I ended up holding back, and we'll see if uh, if I pay for that. I, I held back on Liberty on Saturday, and I'm paying for that right now. So there you go. <laughs> All right, that's Scott Spritzer. On deck is going to be Mark Lawrence. You've known Mark for a long time, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah long time. He's in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational, Mark of PlaybookSports.com. He's going to join us to break down his best bets 
in the NFL this weekend, and uh, I don't believe the Raiders are on his list. I got the wrist here. He does have uh, plays in a couple of the primetime games, though. So we'll break those down with Mark Lawrence next. Stay tuned. This is the Sunday Bet Prep Show on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Matt Eumann, Scott Spritzer. We're going to be back here in about three minutes. And we've also got Adam Hill on deck. He's going to help us further break down the Broncos Raiders game and some of his favorite plays in the NFL here in about a half hour. on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for the action. The VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide available now with best bets for the season ahead. The guides must have. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Matt Eumann, Scott Spritzer here on Sunday Bet Prep, the NFL preview show for week four from the Circa Studio Sportsbook. All right, Mark Lawrence joins us now. And Scott Spritzer, you've known Mark Lawrence a long time, as have I, playbooksports.com. Mark, thanks for jumping on tonight from Florida. Hey, my pleasure, guys. As always, I hope you're enjoying the games today and seems like quite a few surprises on the card today as well. Yeah, no kidding. Scott and I are distracted trying to host this NFL <laughs> show where we're watching seven college football games at the same time, but that's the way it goes. It's multitasking, Mark, Scott. Mark, they've got, they've got like uh, 10 TVs, you know, banked in front of us as we're doing this show, right in front of the, right behind the cameras. And I had to explain to everybody, I'm not rolling my eyes whenever Matt talks. I'm actually looking up to see some of these TVs because, you know, the action's hot and heavy in here, Mark. But, man, it's great to hear you. There's no more recognizable voice in the sports betting world and Mark Lawrence. And, and I became a, a fan of Mark Lawrence and against mm-hmm. the spread, the show that he had and has for many, many years. Mark, it's great to hear your voice again, man. And it's uh, been a while since I've seen you, but I just wanted to wish you and, and the wife, I believe it was a happy anniversary last month or so, right? Yes, it was. Appreciate that, Scott. Uh, my wife and I were in town. We, it was our 55th, the Paranichols oh, nice. I-5 anniversary. Yes, we had a great time being there and uh, really uh, enjoyed the trip, like I said, and uh, enjoyed celebrating the anniversary as well. 55. That's a heck of an accomplishment. I think I'd lie about that. I, I might huh? cut it to like 40 and stop there. You know? <laughs> I'd just knock me off my chair. 55. Married 55 years? Uh, all right, let's talk about a 45-year-old quarterback, Tom Brady. There we go. Uh, let's talk Boy, about uh, how about the uh, uh, Chiefs-Bucks game Sunday night in Tampa. And uh, both teams coming off a loss here, Mark. And a lot of times over the years you would hear that cliche, Tom Brady bounce back off a loss. You've got two great quarterbacks here off a loss. How do you handicap the Chiefs-Buccaneers game? Right now at Circus Sports, Bucks minus one. You know, this is one of these classic games, guys, where you can make a case for both sides, and you can probably feel good about either side of the case that you made. Uh, first of all, Kansas City coming in off the loss. Matt, Patrick Mahomes doesn't lose back-to-back games too many times in his career. They've got the revenge chip on their shoulder from the Super Bowl loss, as we all know, which are real, real good reasons to kind of look strong at Kansas City. Then you've got the 45-year-old quarterback coming off of a terrible performance his last football game. His team has gotten off to this terrible start. And will he lose back-to-back games? The question is, will he do them both at home? 
And I think when push comes to shove, uh, I think my my bottom line of the game is you had in Tom Brady when he was the underdog, a uh, guy who's been 11, one and one to the spread in his career, taking points at home when he hasn't had to lay points. I look for Tom Brady and the Bucks to bounce back in this football game, and I think the addition of Mike Evans at wide receiver will be a big, big factor for Brady in this offense. Mark, i got to ask you about a game we have in common with our contest plays, uh, mine at Westgate and Circa, and that would be the uh, Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers, where we saw this this number kind of move a little bit. I mean, Arizona was a two-and-a-half-point advance line favorite, and now they're getting a point or so. What are your thoughts about the Cardinals and Carolina uh, Christian McCaffrey, of course, banged up yet again and listed as questionable at last check. Well, it seems like uh, that Christian McCaffrey is on the injured list more than he's not these days. And uh, because of that fact, the lines uh, on the Panthers games are always moving because of that. It did in this football game as well. I'm looking at it more from the uh, from what Carolina has at quarterback here in Baker Mayfield. Uh, in my days when he was at Cleveland, you know, I'm a native Clevelander. My heart's with the Browns and uh you sort of see things through rose-colored glasses, if you will. And when he was at Cleveland, you know, I really didn't want to hear all of everything bad they had to say about Baker Mayfield and the Browns because he had a lot of talent around him. Now that he's with Carolina, I see a different quarterback. I see a quarterback that struggles and uh, has a difficult time not turning the ball over. I like Arizona in the football game. Uh, if, if there's one thing that they've done well under Cliff Kingsbury is playing football on the road where they've been just terrific as a road underdog, 14, four and one to the number with seven consecutive straight up wins and covers in a row as a road dog in the regular season here. I think this is the right role for Arizona in this football game. I think the Panthers and Baker Mayfield will be exposed in this contest. Yeah. I like the Panthers in the spot they were in last week as home dogs, home divisional dogs against the saints. And they came through there, but I'm not going to be on Carolina this week. You just mentioned, the Cleveland Browns, they've been in the news this week because uh, Miles Garrett was in a uh, car crash uh, not far from the uh, team complex. I'm not sure if he's going to play. Is is he doubtful? I would, I would expect he's doubtful for this game. I have not seen. Anyway, the Browns, one-point favorites in Atlanta, total of 47.5 or 48. How do you handicap the Browns-Falcons matchup? This is a difficult handicap because – Miles Garrett will not play. That's yeah. the word I got. He's officially been ruled out of the football game. And uh, we don't even know if uh, Jared Clowney is going to play for the Browns. That would be a tough loss if they lost the tandem of both of those uh, edge rushers in the football contest for Cleveland because right now that is their strength. The running game is their strength, but defensively you know, they hold the fort. Uh, but what I see in the Atlanta Falcons is a team that uh, everybody expected maybe be arguably the worst team in the National Football League going into the season this year. And they played some pretty decent football, but does decent enough warrant them to be in a win situation against the Browns this week? And I just don't think so. I think it's an overreaction to the Atlanta Falcons for what they've done to begin the football season here. The, you know, their victory uh came against the Sisters of the Poor type football team. I don't believe the Browns are a Sisters of the Poor type football team. I still believe the Browns are the better team and they'll win this game. Mark, i got to ask you about an important uh, game in the AFC. Uh, the Titans at the Colts this week, and the Colts laying three and a half to four. And, you know, I had the Colts last week, and we got kind of a fortunate win. It had a lot to do with them coming off scoring no points in the loss to Jacksonville. But you look at what happened with Kansas City, three empty trips and a field goal for the times that they crossed midfield in that game against Indy. So I did feel fortunate. Casey also looked a little weird as far as, you know, Mahomes and Bienemy and some of the coaching decisions that were made in that game. But what are your thoughts on the Colts 
you know, going to turn a corner and get the home win over Tennessee, or are you on the Titans in this one? So a little bit what Matt mentioned before about a team changing roles like the Carolina Panthers, so too do the Colts in this football game. You know, they uh, upended uh, last week with a big victory to get that win over the Chiefs. Now they're going to change roles and lay points to a division rival. And if there's been an Achilles heel for the Colts, it's been laying points at home in division games. There's just one and six to the number of the last seven doing just that. The win that Tennessee got was a huge win, obviously, because it prevented them from starting 0-3. And then, you know, they would have just, for all intents and purposes, been dead at that point. And just having that win alone, I think, uh, fuels a football team a different direction, a different attitude. And I think that will prevail for Tennessee in this football game as well. I, I like them to take the Colts down on Sunday. Titans plus four. I think that's where the sharper money is going to be in that game. How about the Bears and the Giants? And uh, the Giants, three-point home favorites. The Bears, uh, a low-scoring team. I think uh, you're going to see a lot of under action in the uh, Bears games. The, the worst passing offense in the NFL. But the Bears here catching three at the Giants, who uh, lost to the Cowboys on Monday night. You like a side or a total here, uh, Mark? Well, you know, the, I think what jumps out to me, guys, is the fact that uh, the winner of this game is going to be three and one to start the football season. And I don't think anybody would have expected that, neither the Bears nor the Giants, to be three and one out of the gate to begin the season here. But that will probably likely be the case if they don't play to a tie. Uh, I'd probably lean more of the Bears here than I would the Giants in the football game, if for no other reason the fact that uh, the Giants are playing here after taking on the Dallas Cowboys, which of which has always been a letdown situation for the Giants, that big rivalry that they have in a game like this. And it appears that the Bears uh, have this run-happy offense, Matt Eberflus and what he's running with the football team. Even when they were down against the Packers, when they, you know, you would think they'd open the playbook up a little bit, they didn't do that. They just continued to run the football and playing very safe, conservative football. That might end up being the best role for the Bears to be in here on Sunday. I'm going to back the Bears in this contest as well. Big game on Monday night, you know, the NFC West with the Rams at the Niners. Niners laying about a point and a half at this one, Mark. And, you know, a lot of folks have mentioned this, not just me. I'm not breaking any news here, but Stafford is once again flourishing against defenses that bring an extra pass rusher. But he's not so hot when opposing defenses are able to get to the quarterback with their down linemen. San Francisco gets to quarterbacks with their down linemen. Your thoughts on this game? I like the Frisco uh, Frisco pretty well in this football game here for a couple of reasons, guys. Number one, uh, they lose the football game. They're two, two lengths back looking up at the Rams and then most likely doing that for the rest of the football season, and they're having to play uphill that way always moving forward. Uh, the other is the fact that in the Rams you do have the defending Super Bowl champions, and it's very, very difficult, as you know, for a, a team to repeat uh, and go back to, to the Super Bowl again the following year. They become the targeted team this year due to the L.A. Rams, you know, the, the hunted rather than the hunter this year. This is a huge football game for San Francisco. And, uh, you know, what people, I think, fell uh, prey to is the fact that they were involved in that very boring football game against the Denver Broncos last week. And I think you'll see a different San Francisco team, especially at home. I see San Francisco getting past the Rams and winning this football game. That is Mark Lawrence's best bet in the Circa Friday Football Invitational 49ers minus one and a half. Uh, Mark, playbooksports.com. Hey, thanks for jumping on tonight, Mark. Always appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure as always, guys. Matt, Scotty, you be well, be safe, and hope the ball bounces your way this week. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Okay, kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to book for every line boost and special. 
Kicking off in week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance, a touchdown insurance offers every Sunday all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football. And get your money back as a free bet if that player scores at any time. It's going to be a good matchup between the Chiefs and the Bucks. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Matt Eumanns, Scott Spritzer back here. Sunday bet prep from the Circa uh, Sportsbook VSIN studio. And uh, Scott, uh, we've got a pro tip to offer as we finish up this hour. And it's going to be lead in. It's a segue to uh, a bet I made a few weeks ago. If you're going to play the NFL MVP market or the NFL players, uh, player futures market, Mm -hmm. look first for long shots. Remember when Lamar Jackson won the MVP? Sure. Uh, I think there's a lot more value to be found. Don't play Josh Allen at three to one or Patrick Mahomes at a plus seven or plus three fifty four to one. Uh, Look for long shots first and see if you can find somebody live. And I found a bet that I thought uh, was live a few weeks ago. Probably not going to win, uh, but Scott, it's 200 to 1 odds, so I thought it was worth a shot. Saquon Barkley to win NFL MVP. In 2018, he led the NFL in yards from scrimmage with 2028. He looks to me like he could be that player again oh, yeah. this season, but he's got to stay healthy. Got to stay healthy. Got to get some help with the passing game so they can't just bunch up on Saquon Barkley and the, and the run blockers, and, and that's what they're going to have to do throughout the course of the season. I think we mentioned this last week, or I brought it up about the fact that when I watch Saquon Barkley talking to the media, this guy's rejuvenated completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, the I attitude so. is is there for him to have a great season, just stay healthy. So that's what I do too, Matt. I, I don't really play a lot of those kind of props, but what I do, it, it's stuff like that. I mean, I remember a few years ago doing Patrick Maher's show and telling him as Louisville was starting uh, Lamar Jackson's final season, and I said, Lamar Jackson at 100-1. to 1. Might not be a bad move for the Heisman Trophy winner. And he came through, obviously, and he's had a great career. I'm also going to say this, that I didn't think he would be this good, this effective in in the NFL as he has been. I thought he was going to be you know, a top-notch, elite-level college quarterback and be an okay NFL quarterback, but he's been better than expected. And I didn't think he would win the MVP a couple of years ago. In fact, when I heard people talking about that week one and two in the NFL, Matt, I kind of just kind of shook my head thinking, boy, I can't see that happening. But – Deserves all the credit in the world for what he's done at this level. No question. He cashed some big tickets for people who bet Lamar sure. Jackson at Louisville to win the Heisman and uh, with the Ravens to win NFL MVP. I, you know, I don't believe that Saquon Barkley's going to win MVP, but if the guy goes on a tear and he has some huge games, let's say the Giants really overachieve, and for some reason the Eagles trip up and the Giants win the NFC East, or the let's say even the Giants win 10 games and finish right. second in the division, there's a chance. Anytime a player is in that New York market, you have a better chance too. <laughs> Absolutely, right? yeah. you know it's like you know. It, hopefully, they're not as bad as Scott Kellen told us he thought they were last week. And you can get <laughs> at least in the mix and be in the in the media and in the talk and all that kind of stuff when it comes to late in the season. You know, it's kind of like Otani and Judge. It's like who do you vote for for MVP? Mm-hmm. You've got a guy who's you got two guys who's doing things that have really never been done at the level they're doing it, and so it just comes down to, you know. In a case like that, you got to keep them in the news. The Giants have to be at least 500 when it gets to the end of the season. Is he going to win it? Not likely, but a 200 to one—that's not bad. Yeah, that was at the Westgate Superbook where I got 200 to one a few weeks ago. Yeah, you don't want to drift into irrelevance as a team, right. kind of like the Angels have. And that hurts Shohei Otani's Absolutely. Yeah. case, even though I think the guy, what he's doing, is unbelievable. 
as a pitcher and a hitter in uh, baseball right now, and too many people are taking that for granted. Uh, just because Aaron Judge has hit 62 homers, had a phenomenal season, look at what Shohei Otani's done. Uh, and he was a long shot sure. in, the, in the MVP market two years ago in baseball. Yeah. I know a lot of people were laughing. Oh, there's no way Shohei Otani's not a serious candidate. A month into the season, all of a sudden you're like, wow, this guy is an MVP candidate. So I'm not sure that Saquon Barkley's going to get to the point where he's a serious uh, candidate to win this award, but a 200-1, to one, thought it was worth a shot. Uh, I also bet against the Giants on Monday night. The Cowboys finished off a 5-0 and week for me in the contest. Nice. I'm not going to play the Cowboys this week because something about that line just stinks. Uh, the Cowboys as uh, three-point favorites against the uh, Commodores. I'm Washington. with you, too. We were talking about that. For those who were listening earlier, I'm like, everything that has been talked about going against the, the, the Commodores, as they were calling them earlier, but the Commanders, and everything that's been talked about in a positive manner for the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush, mm-hmm. what's the line doing at three? You know, it just feels like it should be bigger. And again, I grabbed Washington, not just because of that, but I just right. think it's a great spot. But uh, I, I guess we'll find out. But uh, don't blame anybody for not backing the Cowboys this week. I certainly don't. Uh, I was on the show with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher this morning, the Lombardi line, and um, Michael referred to the Washington team as uh, the Commodores. That's why I keep saying that. <laughs> I don't know if he was doing that sarcastically because he hates the nickname or just uh, tripped up. But It's a terrible nickname. It is a bad gosh. nickname. It's ba- it would be a bad nickname for an arena football yes. team. Yep. Uh, anyway, indoor yes. lacrosse, you might get away with it, but, you know. So let's talk about the Bears and the Giants. And uh, the Bears are two and one. Giants two and one. A couple of surprising two and one teams. And one of these teams is going to be three and one, like uh, Mark Lawrence was just uh, referring to in the previous segment. Neither team deserves to be three and one, but that's going to be the case. And uh, who do you think emerges, Scott, in this game as the winner? The Giants as three point home favorites here. It's just tough for me to get on the Bears because it's such a one-dimensional offense. Yeah. Not th- not trying even to throw the ball, and uh, yeah, their their running attack's been very potent. Whether it's uh, Khalil Herbert or David Montgomery, but you're not going to have two backs in this game. You're going to have one because right. Montgomery is out. Well, I like what Dable's done as far as giving his team the best chance to win. I do too. You know, so I, I got no problem there. Now I've got the Bears, and you could change these, you know, interchange them if you wanted to. But the Seahawks and Bears to me are the two worst teams in football, and I know the Giants aren't great or anything like that, but I do have them a few spots ahead of both the Bears and the Giants. You mentioned Fields, and they're just not throwing the football. About 45 pass attempts in three games. He's got 23 completions. That's 51%. So when he does get a chance to pass, uh, he's not being put in the best, uh, best spot to do so, and he really has nobody around him to work with. So he's averaging less than 100 yards passing per game through three games, two touchdowns, four picks. And it's a team that I really feel, Matt, is a team that's just looking to get rocked. I mean, they're just waiting to get rocked by somebody. I'm not mm-hmm. sure the Giants will be that team, but I do like him here. And then Chicago, to help out Barkley and his numbers and your 200-to-1 ticket, you're talking about the Bears who are 30th in yards rushing allowed per game. Right. So you would think that Barkley's able to uh, put up some big numbers here. I would think that the Giants do run an offense that gives them the best chance to win, and that would be get Barkley involved. You look at his numbers as far as receiving, too. I mean, he's being targeted uh, in the passing game by Danny Dimes like five, six times a game through the first three games. So it's a situation where I think the Giants are going to be too hot in this spot, and and I do like him. I think laying three is fair. All right, let's hear from Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network. She's an analytics expert. I really like uh, her stuff on NFL Network. She talked about Saquon Barkley. His uh, prop, by the way, for rushing yards at DraftKings is 80 and a half yards. What's Cynthia think of that? Saquon Barkley anticipating having a big game, but how big? 
He had 81 yards, uh, rush yards last week. Will he have more or less than 80 this week? He's going to have more. He's actually my number one running back for the entire week in terms of projections with 82 rush yards, a rushing touchdown, and 32 receiving yards. So when I look to see what's going on with this O-line, this is a better matchup for them because you haven't seen a lot of pressure come from the Bears. Sorry, Adam Rank. It's, I'm not being Sorry. I love They have you. six sacks. <laughs> pressure and sacks are not necessarily the same thing, my friend. So I think this is an opportunity here where Saquon will have the biggest day of all of the running backs. All right, I hope she's right. That's Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network. Eileen Giants here, and I hope Barkley has a big day. Let's talk about the Jets. This is the New York segment here, Scott. All right. And All Zach right. Wilson's going to make his uh, first start of the season. Do you think that makes the Jets a bet against? I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not playing the game, but I don't think they're a bet against or a bet on because of that. And I would normally say in this spot probably that, you know, it's a bet on. But the problem is, is we haven't seen anything out of Wilson since I believe it was week one. Preseason, he's been injured ever since, and we've seen quarterbacks, whether they're veterans or young quarterbacks in the league this season, struggling when they didn't get a, a decent amount of plays in preseason. That first start, that first time out, that's what keeps me off the Jets. Otherwise, I might lean with them in this game. But uh, again, you know, at least you got a guy who can sidestep a pass rush. You now Flacco got sacked four times last week. A couple weeks ago, he had that huge game, but we knew that was kind of. You know, going to be few and far between if it ever happened again. But, you know, again, maybe Wilson can sidestep a pass rush or two. But I lean that way, but I'm going to pass. If he had played last week and this was his second game, I might be jumping on the Jets this week. Broadway Joe Flacco led the NFL on pass attempts through three weeks. Yeah, crazy. You know? And he, was, he had the great week in week two, if yeah. you recall. You know, And the comeback win against the Cleveland Browns. That's right. Yep. All right, that wraps up. Uh, I might have a play on that game. That might be a contest play. But Scott and I are going to talk about our best bets in the final hour of the show. Uh, on deck, Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He covers the Raiders and the NFL. Uh, Big Adam's going to join us here in a few minutes uh, for the final hour of Sunday Bet Prep. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.